If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Just the three of us. Start recording right now. And Dougie on the mic. Just the three of us. Girl, you and I. Dang. Yeah. That's what I call a mind pump. That's how we start it. Mind pump. Fellas. Gang bang. We're on, Adam. Get on, bro. Yeah, what are you, what are you concocting over there? I, I told I wanna, you I told you not to put a, a mirror in here, Doug. Just you can't plug things in anymore. Dude, do not. Look at you starting now. What, what am I starting? What happened? Am I pushing this, the, 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 the fake uh, stereotype of oh, you? Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what? He's yeah, so no, self-conscious now, dude. I know. It's kind of fun, isn't it, Sal? A little bit. It's kind of fun to see a him little squirm bit. a little yeah. like that. I like it. Dude, this is really a pain in the ass right here. Wait, what's the matter? You're, you're, you're trying what to fix your, yeah, your um, headphones? Yeah. Wait, what's your stomach doing right now? What do you mean? His bowel movements, all that kind of stuff, oh. right? No, he's not eating right now. Okay. No, no, no. There, there we go. It's better. There all right. Go. Good. Who was the guy in WWF that used to carry the mirror around and look at himself? Mr. Perfect. Yes. Mr. Perfect. That's right. Mr. Perfect. I'm going to get myself a little mirror like that. <laughs> it's a good idea. Going, hey, how you guys doing? Oh, God, I look beautiful today. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be an app like that. Do you, that you look at look yourself at. in the mirror while you masturbate or do you look at porn? Uh, occasionally. <laughs> Occasionally, occasionally. Yeah. Dep- depends if I'm having a good hair day or not. Yeah. Like today, uh, today I'm having a fantastic hair day. So, right. <laughs> you know what? You, know so what? you had You're, to bandana bro, it up. Bro, your hair is, I mean, it's pretty fucking amazing right pretty now. Pretty fantastic, right? It's, 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 what did you put in it? It looks wet. Uh, soul Glow. <laughs> you didn't put Soul Glow. Yeah, did so, you really? It's Soul Glow. <laughs> it's Soul Glow, bro. No, that's how natural right you there, You look bro. a little bit like you came out of uh, uh, that... What's that? What's that one song? God, back in the it was like uh, uh, Rico Suave. Oh yeah, God, that took a long Ger- time to Ger- think of. What was the name? Gerardo, Gerardo, yeah. Gerardo. Is it? Ale, ale. Ale. Suave. Well, <laughs> I kind of feel like I got to get away. I, I can do things like this for maybe. I think I was looking this morning when I was putting my my. Uh, when you're, soul when you're putting the whole, t- the whole ensemble yeah, when, together. Yeah, when I was putting the whole ensemble together, I'm going like, well, it looks like I got about six more months before I have no hair. So <laughs> <laughs> I got to get out every cool hairstyle and cool little thing. That I'm, trying to, I'm trying to picture like it, you dude, yeah. bald. I, I'm trying to picture you bald. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm waiting for the ponytail or what's the latest? The man bun? It won't I heard, look, heard bro, you know what? Thing. You I've been growing look, it out. Dude. You won't, it's taking you, a while. You won't look bad bald because if you keep the beard bald, you're already fucking yacked. You're gonna look good. Just don't get fat, and then if you fat and bald, yeah. then forget about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, buff no. guys you know I mean? with no. shaved heads. It, yeah, it works. You'll still look all right, dude. You won't look bad. Thanks, thanks, guys. It'll thanks. make it'll be it'll it'll make it a little me right. a little more competitive when I stand next to you because then people will be like, he's more handsome, he's got more hair. It's a toss up. It's a toss up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, you know. Speaking ty- of tossing, let's, Ty goes toss him. Ty goes the cast. Toss it up. The, tie, the, the calves are the tiebreaker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, let's not talk about quads, though. You can't. They're covered by shorts. Bro, let long. me tell you what happened. Yeah. Let me tell you what Adam Please did don't. to me. This is what Adam did to me. So uh, I've now unsuccessfully tried to compete with Adam a few times. Uh, the last competition. He's a fucking pro physique competitor. Fuck you. <laughs> we did a little calf competition because I'm like, you know what? I'm like, he's got small calves like me. Maybe I can. Maybe I could do something. Maybe I can compete. <laughs> so I lost, uh, according to the online, um, comp, you know, uh, online judges. 
Um, so I'm like, you know, I'm going to your filters couldn't save you. huh? So no, I'm, I couldn't filter it because it, it. we were together. If I filtered mine, I would have filtered his. So uh, it wouldn't have worked. Oh, OK. Yeah. Photoshop. I'm not going to do that. Bro, so just come on my so computer. I'll I, show you some tricks. So 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 I'm like, I'm going to go to my freaking my one area that is is my like go to. Like if I want to like beat someone at something, it's going to be quads. Yeah. So luckily for me. His quads are not his best body part. My quads are my best body part. But Adam, fuck, the dude is uh, as much shit as he talks. The dude is a workhorse, and uh, I don't want to, like, push him too hard because he might just go <laughs> work out all the time, and then his legs will grow, and then I lose again, right? So yeah, I'm a- not saying anything, but then I start talking shit a little bit because I can't help it. He's fucking hammering his legs. They're growing. I never really hammer my legs because they just, they're just big and then they'll get disproportionate. I'll look like a fucking turnip. Like I'll have big legs and a smaller butt. <laughs> you look so, like a minotaur. Yeah, so I just don't really do it, but he's been talking a lot of shit. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna push it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I haven't really, I mean, I, I do squat heavy and all that stuff, but I don't really push it. So for the past, like- Sal, push it. Uh, push uh, it real, uh, push uh, real uh, good. Uh, 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 I'm going to roll right now. So I uh, I did. For the last two weeks, I, I pushed it a little bit, did a little occlusion for my upper legs. I swear to God, this is a true story, bro. I have a pair of jeans that I wear all the time. I wore them two weeks ago. No problem. Put them on last night. Couldn't fucking put them on, dude. No. I swear to God. My ass... Is so tight in those things now. <laughs> I swear to God, bro. If I couldn't, if I if I bend over a little bit, they're gonna explode out of my pants. My leg. It looks like it looks like I'm wearing like crazy skinny jeans now. Yeah. <laughs> and the bottom, the bottom is a little shorter now because I guess my quads and ass lift the fucking fabric. I don't know. You sound like a like an emo rocker. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So that look is in style right now, though. You're so, totally okay. But but exactly. but Adam, I'm not letting that stop me, bro. You've 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 awoke. You better not because I won't let up, bro. You've you awoken the bro. You've unro- awoken the fucking kraken, bro. You know, I think the last recording. I thought. I think the last recording he saw me rolling my shorts up and flexing my quads every now and then. I saw yeah, my eyeball. I bit. did. I saw my. He saw me. He's eyeballing. He's trying to measure. He's like, oh, looks like, oh God, I don't know. I think about him. What's <laughs> that, like, that? Like forty two? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm not sure. You know, maybe fifty inch. I better do some occlusion this week. As I long better. as long as the pictures are just quads. I don't want no fucking full body shit. All right, <laughs> just quads, bro. Just, just quads. We'll just crop them out there. Yeah. Hey, you know, I have something I I, I want to talk about. It's been uh, been on my mind. Yourself. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely, actually. <laughs> All right, that's it. Can that's we, the last time I'll post <laughs> yeah. Can we do a whole episode about me? Yeah. We, we probably another will. One? We probably will. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. another one. Yeah, it'll <laughs> happen. You already I, have 107 I kind of don't Adam. doubt that at all, that right, that's right. going to happen. No, no, no. What, what were we going to say? No, I, um, you know, I, I like to troll around on uh, Facebook and Instagram and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's the best. And I'm just so, it's, it, and I, I think we've kind of mentioned this before, but it seems like it's getting more out of control is all these people that are supposedly fitness experts, dude. And it's like, you know, and I don't, I don't want to say any names of companies like shreds, but uh, (laughs) you know, you've got athletes underneath there. These guys that, you know, they're considered athletes because they, they work for the company or like that. And they're giving out meal plans and workout routines. They're inspiring magicians. Oh, it's like, and there's people, there's hundreds of thousands of people that are just like going right into all this stuff. And it's like, dude, the people that are designing these programs like have no credibility whatsoever. Well, but because, you know, and it, it seems to me it's it's like it's purely off of this like motivational rah rah shish kebab bullshit. Like, you yeah. know. Well, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna put this out there, okay? Ugh. 
a professional or not competitive, let's just say competitive, a competitive bikini competitor, figure competitor, bodybuilder, even physique competitor. Okay. A competitor in those events is slightly more knowledgeable than someone who doesn't do shit to train anybody. I'm just going to put it out there. Because you see someone on Instagram who's ripped and fit and is a competitor, they are not fitness fitness professionals. I hate to break it to you, but this is 100% true. What they understand, what these people are experts at, is how to get their body to look a certain way. Well, not even that. They're most of them are, and a ex- lot of them are in the fucking in the whole realm of of like fitness and nutrition myth- mythology. Well, yeah, one hundred percent. A majority of the a majority of these guys leave their cell phones on when we're recording. <laughs> and <laughs> good job, Justin. Damn it! The majority. Faux pas. This is what this is what got me into coaching. Virtually, I had no desire. To do any of that, uh, nor had I planned this until I got into the competing world, and I was just floored by how many of these ripped ass dudes in the backstage with me absolutely had no fucking clue what they were doing, you know. And they all had coaches that were telling them. And the best part about it is they all had coaches telling them to do shit that they really didn't understand the science behind it. And then they, because they got They were just told themselves. Well, and then they turn around and then pass that knowledge down to other people that follow them because they see them get ripped and get on stage. And it's just like this. Now, of course, there's exceptions like uh, like Johnny Sebastian. Johnny, who's been on our show, used to be a trainer. Yeah. He actually understands training. And, you know, uh, as a personal trainer, somebody who's been in the industry for as long as I have, ask me how many... I've trained probably thousands of people, right? Ask me how many... People I've ever trained who wanted to be on a stage and compete in a in, te- in a physique type contest. How many, Sal? Zero. Ninety nine point nine percent of you out there, yeah, are I had one. Have so. no, yeah, have no desire to do any of that stuff. You just want to be more fit and healthy. And I, I would say ninety percent or more of these professional, you know, or non professional, just competitive physique, you know, presentation type athletes, their followers are just normal people who want to get you know, in better shape. And they're taking the advice of these people who are calling themselves fitness professionals. They're not fitness professionals no. at all. And one of the biggest, one of the the biggest, craziest things that I see them promote all the time, day in and day out, is this whole beast mode mentality. Mm-hmm. This whole mentality of beat the shit yeah. out of yourself. Pain is weakness leaving the body, bro. Yeah. And that's how you're going to get fit. Yeah, you, if you don't throw up after a leg. It's on a poster. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking law. <laughs> no, it, they, they all are like that, man. It really is. It, but I guess for, uh, you know, Instagram and for video purposes and things like that, that's what's cool, right? That's what's entertaining, you know, to, to talk, uh, about postural deviations and muscle imbalances and you know to break down biomechanics and and your and your body type and you know that's not cool that's not fun you know what i'm saying yeah, that's we not we are really not cool yeah it's not sexy it's not sexy what's sexy is oh my god look at him with his shirt off and his six-pack abs with those big ass tits hanging out of that bikini and she looks so awesome or he looks so awesome and, oh my god look how hard they train they're so yeah. crazy <laughs> Chloe Kardashian, what is she doing for workouts? I'm doing it. 
Yeah, I, oh my God. Celebrities are even worse. <laughs> Did you worse. see that? Dude, there was this God. magazine. What brought that up is there was this magazine that was like somebody brought it into the gym and it, it literally was Khloe Kardashian. And then inside you'll see her workout, how she got lipoed and sculpted to look how she looks. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking amazing. You know what? She uses battle ropes. I would. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's extreme. I, you know what? I would bet you a million dollars that the routines that they put in the magazines that they say that celebrity so-and-so. They don't even does, do them. No. I bet they them. brought the celebrity in and they said, we're going to put this workout out and it shows some of these exercises. You've done these before, right? And like, yeah, I've done them before. Yeah. Cool. We're going to say that this is your workout and we're going to put it out there and then people quick, are going to do quick, it. Quick, quick, pretend you're you're doing a squat right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We got to get a picture. Yeah, pick up these battle ropes real yeah. quick. We're going to take a picture of this you know, real quick, right? I, I'm a, Adam, you're, because you're a professional and you, you see this in your you're in this industry. Do you think, I don't, I mean, I, I would guess yes, but I don't know. Do you think that some of the workouts that these guys post or say that they do are, are, are padded? Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. I, so, I mean, who if was they're like, I did 10 sets of squats with 400 pounds. Remember our, remember our boy, uh, Brendan Shapati, when he was on the episode, he sold somebody out. That's a big, uh, yes. and I won't throw that person under the bus, but I mean, or Brendan oh, under the she bus. She should be but, thrown under the bus at some point. Yeah. But, but yeah. He, you know, he, he definitely, uh, called out. That's right. Yeah. This person has a quarter million followers. So huge. it's, yeah. So huge following. And uh, was notorious for posting, taking pictures of like a, a four plates under, you know, or whatever it was she had on, on her back or like that. to look like she was about to squat it and never squatted that. Rack shit. it and then done. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, how many of these people uh, actually, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. You, you got to know that the people are doing that. People are becoming savvy that, you know, these these businesses are being created on Instagram. I mean, I just had this conversation literally yesterday with one of the owners of, uh, you know, he's got, he owns three nutri shops and. I uh, was condensing down to one and I was just asking what's going on. And we were talking about business and fitness and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, dude, everybody is, thinks that they are an entrepreneur now because they can start an Instagram account and they can get, you know, X amount of followers. And then they just start trying to sell shit to mm -hmm. all their people. And I'm like, it's crazy how, how out of control it's getting, you know, all these people. So yeah, I, I'm sure a ton of that stuff is fluff, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you you need to be careful if you're if you're going on these accounts and looking for advice and whatnot, uh, because someone looks a certain way. That's really really poor criteria criteria to determine whether or not that that's going to be good advice coming from someone, and uh, are they going to be able to help you um, in your individual way? So, trainers I would say are better. Of course, not all trainers are created the same, um, but in, let's talk about intensity because. This is the prevailing theme. This is the, the the theme that they like to push, that you need to grind and bust your ass and train until you can't walk anymore. And it's always about, oh, my God, I worked out my legs yesterday, and um, I couldn't move for three days. Yeah. We've talked about this before, but we need to keep hammering it home because I, I see it so often. Well, And we just got a question. I, meant yep. to, I was going to tell you guys that I think that we should have addressed it, which we can do right now. Um, I don't know if you guys remember seeing this on the Mind Pump uh, Q&A last, last week. Uh, somebody asked about, you know, hey, I'm I'm looking to purchase a personal trainer, and what are some what are some of the main things I should look for? Certifications, experience, you know, what what am I what am I looking for that should be my number one focus? And a lot of people don't know; they don't know what to to mm -hmm. look for. You know, they don't know what a national certification is. They don't they don't know how important it is that, that person's been training for five or ten or fifteen years, or you know, or if they, they need to look super fit. You know, what if they're fat and they have, they can't they can't know what they're doing if they're fat? You know, like yeah. what is it what is it we look for? You know, well, one thing like. 
I mean, it, it's really a hard thing to determine if you're talking about virtual training versus like, you know, in person. Like, so for me, just talking about in person, what I would do is just, I mean, obviously you have to kind of use Google and you got to use the internet to kind of sift through. And if you're, if you're an awesome trainer and you're not easily, you know, found, um, then that's, that's your own fault for not marketing yourself, yeah. you know, and that's a whole nother side of the business that we have to do. But, um, I mean, I always suggest you make multiple appointments, you meet different personalities, you know, obviously you look and see if they're qualified, but they have to be able to gel with you. Like you have to have this where immediately you feel like they've taken ownership of what you've, you know, what, what you want, like your goals and all these things, but they, they really talk to you in a way that you understand and, uh, you feel instantly comfortable that um, you don't have to say another word. They're going to take you there. Well, there's two There's two kinds of trainers you're going to find. Uh, when you do your assessment or your first <laughs> I lo- session. I love it. He always splits everything in two. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's only two there's, kinds. So there's right. the, this guy and then there's this and guy. And there's this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's, it's true. Look, they, they, they're two general categories. You're going to set up an assessment. You're going to have your first session, your first workout. And most trainers will give you one for free um, or a cheap one or whatever to start with. And you'll have your trainer that's going to ask a lot of questions that's going to do an assessment. It's going to look at your posture. It's going to look at you know muscle imbalances. It's going to look at things to help them determine what the right approach is going to be. The other trainers are going to be blast the fuck out of you. Is going to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> so you're going to meet with them, and they're going to make you fucking sweat, yes. sore, and almost puke. Don't pick that guy. As much as in your mind you're thinking, "Oh my god, that was such a hard workout. This is the person I should hire because I need that in order to get in shape." Yeah. No, you don't need that. And actually, you actually doing that will not get you where you want to go. Do the opposite. Go with the person, the guy or girl that's going to ask you the questions, that's going to take notes, that's going to look at things like posture, how you walk, how you move in the session. The first session right. is an assessment. It is not a workout. Um, and when you do work out with a trainer, unless you're hiring a trainer and you're already a badass athlete, they should not train you with an, a high level of intensity. Well, so this was, was before you said that, I was going to follow up Justin's statement. Um, I think maybe, um, what do you guys think about, it depends on what your your goal is or what, what you want to get out of the trainer, I should say. So let's take this for example. So if maybe, maybe it is, you are looking to hire someone purely for intensity reasons. Maybe you're looking to hire someone purely for educational. I want to learn, you know, maybe you're, you're looking for somebody who's going to take care of you the best, the best way. And, um, you know, is going to, uh, set you up for long term. Now as trainers in our heads, we, we automatically think the, the latter, right? We want to, you want to hire a trainer who's going to set you up for life and take good care of your body and teach you all about you. But in reality, not everybody is looking for that, right? Maybe not. Maybe in reality, some people are like, you know what? I just need somebody to motivate me to power, to take my intensity up. Otherwise, I'm going to sissy my way through a workout all the time. Right. Yeah. But who, what kind of person would benefit from that? Yeah. What kind of person would an benefit? An adv- advanced person yeah. like myself that's or you right. hired. That's how I, because that's what made me think of that. I thought, yeah. like, yeah. hey, if I would hire a trainer, yeah. what would, what or would, somebody's looking for that, right? And then, you know, just by talking to them and really finding the core issue of like, you know, what they're trying to get out of it, you can explain to them in an intelligent way, like this is really the process that's going to get you there and and you get them to believe in that. Or you, you do what I do sometimes, which is like, you know, we can try that for a minute. 
I I 100% close everybody doing it the way that I want them to do it. Yeah. So it's like you might have a a, a mindset of something you're going to experience, but guess what? You know, I'm the I'm the driver, and so I'm taking you where so, I see. So okay, that's a good that's a good point. Go. That's a good point because it's something um I believe that uh, I was really good at doing as a trainer was you get somebody who's stubborn comes in and says, I want this. I want that. Right. You get that. Yeah, right. Clients. I deal with that all the time. Right. So we I, do. It's very common. It's very common. If you're a trainer that you get a client who comes in and tells you what they need or what they want to do. And you know, it's kind of, there's this fine line, right? Cause you're obviously trying to sell them personal training. You don't want to be like, uh, no, I won't provide that service for you. <laughs> you, need, <laughs> you need to do this. And they go like, we're, okay, we're, cool. Yeah. I'll go buy it. I mean, from you can else when you're already successful, right? Yeah. So th- I think this is a, yeah, this is, if we're going to speak for the general trainer, you know, and you're hungry for business and you're, and you're, you haven't really specialized yourself or you haven't set yourself aside as like, I don't need, you know, to pick up a client right now necessarily, but here's, you know, where I'm at. Like you have to entertain all these like crazy ass ideas people have coming in. So I, what I used to do, just as it goes, I mean, and I, you guys are listening to mind pump for a, a while now. You'll notice that I kind of have this pattern of how I communicate to my clientele, and I always have this, uh, once again, uh, overgeneralization. You know, talking to them, but I'm talking. I'm, I'm I'm really I'm talking about people in general, but I'm really talking specifically to this person. So when they come to me and they say, you know, I want to do this, Adam, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and I was like, okay, you know, if that's what you want to do, you know, but most people that come to me and they're like that and they want to, you know, want to train this and they tell me to do this and we do that. These are the problems they run into. And then I educate them on the, the problems that they, they run into and what happens. And, you know, you kind of explain well, that's just good communication. Yeah. You explain to them that, you know, Hey, you know, you, you do decide you want to come out the gates. Like, well, that's great. You might lose your first three to five pounds in the next two weeks with me. But then what happens, we hit this hard plateau and then we really only have two or two choices to do is either increase your intensity or increase your frequency in your days that you're coming in here. And we were already going five because you wanted to come out the gates right out the gates. So what are you going to come seven days a week now? Mm-hmm. You know, and we're already in here for an hour. You're going to push it to an hour and a half. So, you know, where do we go there? And you're already cutting calories down to this. So, you know, we most certainly can go there. But this is what we, you know, these people well, run into. Well, you know, something that just came up to me is uh, that just popped in my head is Doug. Doug was in that situation. Doug was a client. He came and, and he hired me as a, uh, as a trainer. Uh, Doug, let me ask you if you don't mind, uh, you know, uh, getting on. When you first came to me, what was your idea re- regarding exercise intensity? You had worked out before. You weren't like a complete new. No, I'd newbie. worked out for years. Right. Um, so what, what was your ideas behind intensity and I need to work out more and all that stuff? Did you, what, what, what did you think before even meeting me and training with me? I thought I had to work out constantly and to failure. Every single time. Oh, good point. A yeah. lot of people believe mm. in the failure. And moment. so for me, it was like, you know, the reason I wasn't growing was I just wasn't doing doing enough. I wasn't working out hard enough. Right. So you, play, you, you place the blame on the fact that, oh, I need to do more. I'm just not working hard enough. I'm just not working hard enough, but I'd work out super hard. I'd sometimes get to the point where I felt nauseous and I, I couldn't figure out why I wasn't getting results. What kind of programs did you follow before, uh, before we met? You did Body for Life. I did Body for Life. I just not a bad one. When I was yeah, and I got some uh, I had some success with that. Mm-hmm. Um, like in my twenties, I even subscribed to Muscle and Fitness mm-hmm. because I wanted to grow, and so I got a lot of ideas from those magazines. Uh, you know, I tried to splits. I, I had my chest day. I had my you know my leg day. That type of thing. Um, I was probably working out body parts maybe once or twice a week. Now this is. 
this is completely opposite of, you know, what I would always preach and talk about to clients. So I'm curious, Doug, what did, because, because you came and when you first started with me, I said, you're going to work out twice a week. Yeah. And my first thought was, I'm not sure that's going to be enough. Yeah. Because you were, you were thinking five days a week, four days a week. Definitely. I thought I need to work out at least, you know, five days. Okay. So what, what did I say or what, what was it that in our meeting that convinced you to, you know, throw away all this old knowledge or old ideas that you had about. It obviously wasn't his calf size. Yeah. <laughs> was he yeah, in a wife he, beater when he was presenting this? <laughs> no, he was in a t-shirt and he was wearing long sweats. So yeah. was he in booty I, shorts? If, had I had I seen his calves, yeah. I probably would have walked out there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You guys oh are my all, god! A bunch of dicks. <laughs> no, oh. no, it's your no, turn this week. Bro. Here, here's you the deal. Skewered you. Okay, <laughs> let me tell you what what happened. I was referred to, to Sal from my chiropractor. Uh, I went in there because I had muscle imbalances and I had back issues, but underlying that I wanted to build muscle. In fact, I really wanted to build muscle for my entire life, yet I struggled with it. So then he comes and tells me, okay, we're going to go, you know, twice a week. And, you know, a part of me was skeptical, but then I looked at him and I said, this guy is serious. And then he kind of reminded me of Tony Robbins, which also was kind of a sales point. Mm. <laughs> I mean, he was, he was very direct and very confident in what he was saying. And so I basically surrendered to the process. You know, I said, this guy knows, obviously knows a lot. I'm just going to do what he says and see what happens. And that's when I got blown away because everything that I believed before was being destroyed by what Sal paradigm. was telling you me. Have my par- learned what you've learned. Yeah, my paradigm was shattered. My old paradigm was shattered. So I was working out twice a week. I was never going to failure and I was seeing results. And I said to myself, everything I've learned in the past must have been wrong. And it all made sense at made, that point. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, and, and the reason why I wanted to ask you wasn't to make myself sound awesome. Although, oh, but you are. Although it did. Thank you. <laughs> no, on, what it was, you said something, okay? Uh, and and I, I wanted you to, to to talk about your experience on here because trainers right now are like, well, fuck, how am I going to get around? Like, how am I going to talk to somebody who's has right. these ideas in their head? Here's the deal. Um, what Doug just said, I was confident and I had conviction in what I was talking about. It's it's okay. Don't be afraid to tell your client. Don't be afraid to tell them. Do it my way. Trust in the process, and you will. And you're going to see what's going to happen. Be confident with yes. it because people Absolutely. are coming to you. They're confused. They're frustrated. Look, Doug had worked out for a long time before. Oh, I was extremely frustrated right. because I'd spent hours and hours in the gym, and I did not see the benefit. Right, and when someone tells you something that's they're supposedly a professional, but they tell you with confidence and conviction. And you're already frustrated with what you've done before. You're yeah. going to have a tendency. Your client's going to have a tendency. To say, you know what? I'm going to trust this person. And um, and then of course the results speak for themselves. But I, you guys have no 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 idea. Doug literally thought he was a hard gainer. He thought his whole life, I'm a hard gainer. I'm ne- I'm just muscle does not does not come easy to me. Now of course if you look at him now, you think this guy's got good genes for lifting weights. He's 49. He's fucking built and. You know, he could lift all kinds of weight, but but uh, he had the impression that he was a hard gainer. I wonder how many people out there right now who've tried this over and over again, how many guys have gone out and lifted weights and done the split and gone to failure and couldn't gain a freaking quarter inch on their arms, or how many women who bust their ass doing cardio for 45 minutes a day yeah. and redu- you know, cutting oh, their a, cal- ton, a ton, bro. And they're just thinking to themselves, I'm just not, I'm just yeah. not made 
to do this. I'm just, I don't have the genetics for it. I'm just always going to be fat. Fat is easy, just sticks to my body, or I'm just never going to build muscle. Think about that. It goes back to what we just, the way we started this podcast was talking about these trainers that out there that everybody preaches to the intensity, intensity, intensity. And, right. You know, that, that only goes so far. Yeah. You know, and you can't beast mode it's a every tool. Time. It's a tool to be used. Let me tell you something. I'm advanced. Adam is advanced. Justin is, is advanced. If the three of us starting today went to failure on every single set of every exercise we did starting today, by next week, our bodies would stop progressing. And if mm-hmm. we continued, Within a month or two, we would all regress. We'd all look yeah. worse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Aches and pains are coming too. Yeah, the, I want to. I want to touch on that more because uh, Doug did bring that up, and I think uh, if there's if there's one thing I can say, even with my education, with my experience, that really evolved me, and I guess it goes back to getting into competing. Really getting into competing forced me to, uh, you know. I had to step. Obviously, I'm getting on stage and I'm, I'm putting my physique next to somebody else like that. I mean, I had to be on my game. So. Um, it really, it really forced me to use my knowledge and apply it. And, you know, I've always known that, you know, training to failure is an ideal. Although I would say that's probably one of the things I was a victim of myself. You know, I would come in the, I like to train till I can't lift no more. You know, I, I like to push the body and, you know, I've been doing that for a long time, even knowing better. And one of the best things I ever did was to stop doing that. It's one of my favorite things to teach another pro or teach another trainer or another another person who knows what they're doing in the gym is, you know, they'll, they'll hop in with a workout with me and I'll be like, what, um, you know, kind of give me and I always ask them what they what they've been training on lately. And the, all I'll do is just, you know, switch whatever phase they're kind of in. You know, what I'm saying if they're if they're they're working in strength or power, I'm going to change that a little bit. And then I love the next thing to do is not train a failure. I call it two in the tank. You know, we're going to leave two in the tank the entire work. So you're going to make sure that every set that we do you could squeeze out two more reps and I don't want you to do two more reps. You want every exercise we do today, you're going to make sure that you still got two more reps in you. And when you stop and they always look at me like all crazy, like, okay. And then everybody always comes after the workout. I'm like, Oh my God, that was like one of the best pumps and workouts I've ever had. I feel like I could probably do it tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. (laughs) Well, here, you know, here's the, if you look at, if you want to talk about the science behind it, here's the deal. Um, failure does create excessive damage, but besides that, okay, because I can create a lot of damage without going to failure. Shit. I, you know, I do it sometimes myself. It's not necessarily the damage. It's the failing part that causes a switch in your body. And you, and does that mean you should never go to failure? Look, if you're advanced every once in a while, you want to throw in a failure set. That's fine. Oh yeah, absolutely. You can do it. But for the most part, you shouldn't go to failure because what it does is it makes your body prioritize recovery. Yeah. It just wants to recover and protect. Right. It doesn't want to adapt. Whereas the other way around, if I leave two in the tank, two or three in the tank, like Adam's saying, your body starts to adapt. And, and that's what you want. You want adaptation. You want growth. You want muscle growth. You want increased performance. You want fat loss. Who gives a shit how hard you work out if you get no results? Yeah. 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 If you don't progress. And Adam said something interesting about liking the, liking the feeling of beating himself up in the gym. There's something we need to talk about here. And that's the whole punishment mentality that a lot of us have in our minds. And I hate to say it, most of us that like to work out, we have a little bit of a body image issue and we go in the gym and part of the workout is fucking punishment. Like, God, you know, damn it. I don't look the way I want. I'm going to beat myself. I'm going to punish myself right now because I'm going to do a thousand crunches because I just, you know, got a gut over the weekend. Right. I'm going to punish myself. It doesn't work that way. The, The body does not respond and react that way. Not at all. Yeah. So, um, and you know what's funny? Strength athletes rarely ever go to failure. 
competitive strength athletes like powerlifters and Olympic lifters. Well, what's so interesting uh, in the athletic world is you're seeing this shift now. You're seeing this shift from um, that mentality of of how you train athletes, like very hard and very intense, and uh, trying to to maximize the performance. It's all performance based. Where now you're seeing things uh, get introduced like HRV and 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 ways of really you know understanding your heart rate and like how much recovery is actually necessary after a bout of you know super high intensity uh whether it's your practice whether it's you know the the workout or whatever um because the thing about sports is that you know at the end result a lot of times you know they're they're not thinking about uh long-term damage of the body right so this is this is a very like it should be like a more of a small window um whereas um, man, somebody over there just screwed up my thought. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you! Yeah, but no, I, 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 I'd say with uh, when it comes to um, you know, to exercise, and when you look at some of the advice on social media, some of it, it you know, some of it, if it just sounds fucking crazy and it doesn't really make that much sense, you know, you're 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 reading this guy's telling you, okay, you want to build muscle, you need to eat two grams of protein per pound of body weight. So you're like, all right, let me do the math. I weigh 150 pounds. I need to eat 300 grams of protein. Then you go do the math. You're like, holy shit, that's like 10 chicken breasts. If it sounds fucking insane to you, it's yeah. probably bullshit. <laughs> it's probably not good advice. Yeah. You know. And if the person you're taking advice from looks like a, an alien because they, um, they, they, they don't, they look like something that no, that you could never achieve, um, then they probably don't have very much in common with you. Yeah. You know, oh, I know what I was going to say. So, I knew I knew I'd bring yeah, it back. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, buddy. You're welcome. Yeah, because <laughs> part of it was MMA, like something I've noticed. Uh, a lot more trainers or uh, a lot more fighters are coming out and 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 saying that they're not really sparring as much as you know they used to, or they're not doing it at all for that matter. Once they get the skill there and they get the uh, the training, and now they're just focusing on the strength and the conditioning element of it. So they come in, you know, super conditioned. They come in stronger. Um, and so it's the same too. Like, so, so with football, you know, there's, there's been some programs and I know that anybody who's played on a team sport, a lot of times it, it varies when you go from one level to the next or you, or you, you switch schools or whatever it is. Somebody has a different type of programming where like some coaches I've had, like, I mean, you, you're banging, you're hitting, uh, and hitting drills like all week leading up to, to the game. And, uh, <laughs> you're it's beat great. Like out of oh, out of the shoots. Like I mean, you're you're building the shell. I'm ready to go. You know, I'm I'm smashing fools. But like, then you just start seeing everybody drop like flies, injuries, and injuries. It's 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 so short lived. And and um, the the thing is, you have to trust that the skills there, right? It, it it can't just be about always having to perform. You know. With your practice, even like you have to, you have to just focus on the skill, the speed, the conditioning, the prep. You know, the knowledge. Really, the 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 program I was a part of that that set apart from everybody uh, was the one that we all were locked in a classroom and we studied film, and, and that we, made the we biggest broke difference. it down, and we were way better than everybody else off the line because we we picked up on all those little nuances, all those little cues and. And ticks, you know, like the running back has a little twitch. Everybody knew about it, and we would shift and and, and plug holes, and 
You know, we that's just the kind of mentality as an athlete you have to have. You have to um you have to preserve your body and then and and use that that throttle for game time. Why why would you throttle all the way down during practice? What the what the hell's the use? You guys train smarter is what you do. That's it. And you know what, you know what another thing too is um because now we're seeing, you know, when I say Navy SEAL, everybody automatically thinks crazy hardcore training, right? Uh, because they're getting popularized. Uh, you know, they have reality t- TV, uh, TV shows where you can see what they go through. Here's why the this is why the military trains them that way. It's not to get them into shape. When you go to be a SEAL, you're not they're not beating the shit out of you because no, they need you to be. for mental, bro. It's all mental. To see if you'll break. As yeah. a matter of fact, everybody that enters that that program and anybody who teaches it will tell you most of them have the fitness to to, to pass through. It's the mental aspect because when you're in war, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because people do boot camps and oh, here's a workout designed by Navy SEALs. You don't find, you don't to get in shape. If you train like a Navy SEAL, you'll die. Uh, <laughs> They know this too. Yeah. They do this to train them for the mental toughness needed for war. You are not going to war. You don't need the mental toughness. They, that is not going to be your weakest link. Mm-hmm. For you, you're looking to get fit, healthy. You want to get ripped, whatever. You, you, you Don't look at those kind of programs. That balls to the wall type of shit is not going to benefit anybody. And you even brought up MMA. Look, uh, MMA athletes, you know, they always maintain fitness and they, they, they do what they do because they love it. But when they're training for a fight, it's like 12 weeks. It's a 12-week yeah. you know, training for the fight. They don't train like that all the time. No, no. No, they would die. Well, yeah, you, they you, would. I, and I've said this before. When, when you talk to people who, who train this way and, and promote uh, this type of training uh, modality only, is that think of it this way. Because um, it does work, right? There, there's there's proven athletes, there's proven people out there that are in crazy sports or train with crazy amounts of intensity and volume that look amazing, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing, though, and this is what I always tell people is, okay, so maybe you're that exception to that rule also. Maybe you are a part of that small percentile that this is going to work for. The other shitty part about it is, guess what? You're signing up for that for the rest of your fucking life. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because if you eat the same way, you know, and you and you train that way to look like that and you like that physique and that's how you got it was that way. Guess what? If you want to keep it, you're going to have to maintain that. And I don't know about you, but fucking pounding the shit out of myself when I'm in my 70s does not sound cool at all. You know, <laughs> I hope I can move and function. And that's the other yeah. thing, too, is if you're lucky enough to even get that far while you're while you're uh, pounding the shit out of the body for 20 years or whatever but you know that's what you have to keep in mind i would much rather leave room for that you know i'd rather get as much results with as as little that i have to do in order to to do that and i you know i really uh it's crazy cuz i really notice this now um and when i first started the 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 fat to fit journey and was documenting everything and this was kind of this was kind of my thing that i spoke to a lot was you know, this is the big mistake that most people make. You know, here I am. I want to get in shape and, you know, I'm motivated to do it, but I got to be smart about it. I can't just bruh, come out the gates. I'm not cutting. In fact, I was increasing my calorie intake and I was and I was trying to just create activity, touch some weights. I wasn't going to the gym seven days a week. I wasn't spending an hour at a time. Sometimes they were 30, 40 minute workouts. Intensity was not crazy. You know, at this point, I'm just trying to get healthy, right? I'm trying to get healthy, get my metabolism working for itself. I've got plenty of room down the road to start increasing intensity. Well, you know, I'm, this has been now, I'm pro, November will be three years since I've been training hard at the, you know, professional men's physique level. And 
I've just, I've now reached a point where I do got to kind of train kind of crazy to keep that physique that I present on stage at that weight. If I want to walk around 215, 220 and low single digits, it's pretty intense to keep that up. It's not a realistic thing to keep up year round, year after year after year for the rest of my life because I'm working against my body. My body is more comfortable at like a low 200s or a high 190s where I don't have to really count all my calories to make sure I'm feeding enough to hold on that muscle mass. I'm not having to train the, the weight so hard to make sure I keep all that mass muscle mass and that I don't atrophy. So, you know, it, and I, I feel it now for the first time that to, to maintain that intensity level to try and just even keep the physique where I'm at now. So, you know, people don't realize that they see, they see these athletes or they see these guys that are super ripped and stuff and they see them training that way. And they're so you know they're so far away from that physique and they're they're tra already trying to train like that guy or girl is already training and there's there's no need to train well, like that yet there's a reason why there's an off season uh you know you ever watch bodybuilders and these are and i'm talking about bodybuilders who are on lots of uh you know synthetic <laughs> hormones and stuff like recovery that. agents yeah that that'll that'll make a big difference uh, you ever see bodybuilders who compete too often oh yeah you know what ends up happening? They end up their their bodies, even though they're super assisted and they have phenomenal genetics, their body starts to decline. Their body this doesn't look the same. They lose muscle. They, it's harder for them to to come in really shredded each competition. So then they have to take time off. They have to take a year off. And that's and you're talking about somebody who's on the in the upper you know point one percent of you know of people. So you talk about the average person. You know, uh, you know, it's got to be something that you can maintain, and it's got, you have to look. Here's the deal. Here's where. Here's what. Here's what we're gonna say that really just breaks it down. Work with your body. Don't fight your body. If you fight your body, your body will win that contest every single time. You will never win if you're gonna fight your body on your way to fitness because eventually it's gonna either become ill, you're gonna or you're gonna get injured. Or you're gonna have a mental breakdown, and I've seen all three many times in people who've done that. Yeah. So if, but now here's on the flip side: if you work with your body, it feels almost effortless. Just like Doug was saying, he went from working out five days a week, six days a week, busting his ass, counting every calorie, frustrated as shit because it wasn't showing, to working out twice a week with me in the gym, and all of a sudden, strength was going up. He was building muscle. It was visible muscle on an you know every two three week basis. It um, it felt it must have felt Doug. It must have felt uh uh it must have felt effortless to you at that point. Yeah, after every workout, I had lots of energy. It was very effortless, and it was exciting because I was seeing the results. And for the first time in my life, I started looking into the mirror and saying, "Wow, I'm actually growing." Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, that's that's the feeling that each and every one of you can have. That's what you should look for when you do your workouts, when you do your diet. Yes, it's going to be a challenge. Yes, it's going to it's going to it's a it's a shift. It's a change in your current lifestyle. But you should not feel like you're freaking spinning your tires in the dirt, just busting your ass. I'm so tired. I you know I wake up. I, I sleep ten hours. I wake up and I'm tired and my body feels broken. And then I look in the mirror and I'm like, God, my body's really not reflecting this incredible, ridiculous sacrifice I'm making, something is wrong, and it's not because you're not working hard enough. You're not working with your body. What, what do you guys think about this? So, you know, something that I think is important, and I used to tell my trainers this when they when they do the client assessment or first time you meet with a trainer, is 
you know, people are asking for this. I want this. I want that. Or, you know, how long is it going to take me for this? Or how long of this? And I feel like, or, or what's our program going to be? Or what are we, what are you going to show me? Or what are you going to do to me? Um, and I know it, people get used to get frustrated with me when I first start off, but I think after I explain myself, I think they get it is, you know, keeping it almost, almost vague and in utilizing the word depends because I feel like it really depends on your body and how it responds. Right. So if you get a trainer, so where I'm getting at this, I feel like if you get a trainer who tells you, like you ask a, a specific question and he gives you a direct answer all the time about you, your physique, your body, or what we're going to be doing. I feel like that's really generic because if I don't know you and I'm, I'm you're looking to hire me and we're, we're talking about your body, your results, your eating, everything, all this stuff that is so technical and you're asking me specific questions and I'm giving you like, oh yeah, that's the best for that. Or, oh yeah, you're going to do this. Or, oh yeah, this is what we do. I feel like that is very, very generic, you know, if someone's answering that way, because it, it, each person de depends on. That's a know. great, great point. Absolutely. I, I think, um, you know, I, what I say to my clients a lot of times is they'll say, you know, well, Sal, you know, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah. What's going to happen if I do this? And I'll say, well, it depends on on how your body responds. We're going to see how your body responds and we're going to mm -hmm. adjust accordingly. I'm actually working with someone right now online who's doing this and her she's she's freaked out because she works out like crazy is eating low calories and is super frustrated because her body's not reflecting. Now she's got classic, you know, adrenal fatigue or classic metabolic, you know, uh, damage that we've talked about in the past. And she's like, "Well, am I gonna am I gonna blow up? Am I gonna gain all this body fat? Probably not. However, we're gonna check in a week, see where your body, how your body's responding, and take it from there. And I think that's right. That's probably the answer that a good trainer would tell you because it is very individual versus, you know, uh, very specific. Like this is exactly what's going to happen. Not always. So not always. So to wrap this up, I would say that, uh, you know, for a measure, if you always have to have wrist wraps, if you always <laughs> have to tape your shit, if you always have to wear knee sleeves and you have to wear special shoes and you're doing it, you're doing it wrong. And you're taking ibuprofen <laughs> and you're doing it every too time. Hard. Here's training, the yeah. easiest way to tell if, if you got a good oh, trainer, no. good trainer or not. Ask them if they listen to Mind Pump. There you go. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump.